Old Man Peyton beats Brady in the AFC Senior Quarterback Bowl. David Blatt is fired by LeBron James. I'm sorry. I bet the general manager. And there's a 75% off sale at a closing Walmart near you. This is Sports Without Balls. Holy cow. A perfect score. 10 point He has to the 2-0, now the 2-1. Hey, Sports Without Balls, fans, friends, family. It's Aaron Foley. We are back. When I say we, I mean Carol and I. She's under the couch on some sort of Capri Sun with whiskey. You guys, uh, apologize for last week not doing a show. Little family emergency. Pops Foley. He's doing better. Uh, he had a little, a little hospital visit. This is what happens when you smoke since 1912. Uh, but he's on the mend. I actually flew down to Florida because that meant my mom had to drive. And you're welcome, Florida. I got her off the roads. But we are back. And I, listen, we've got a special episode. I've got my fourth set of balls on they're, the they're show not, they're not impressive <laughs> on the, the show record. i don't even want i don't even want i don't i don't even want to know okay uh my dear friend and fantastic stand-up comic johnny laquasto hello everybody Yay. i am honored to be here uh how do you f- fourth set of balls i know it's funny when you ask me to do the show i go aaron it's called sports without balls. <laughs> I feel I don't feel like I'm the right fit. You're like, no, you're fine. And I'm like, I'll take it as a compliment. Uh, I, I, you know, it's uh, we're. Do- I got to even know what episode this is, but I'll I'll figure it out. Uh, uh, I remember it's, it's like one one ten ish. I think we've done more. Okay, we're at we're at episode one sixteen. Okay, I was close. Nailing it. Close. Um, no, I've been sprinkling. Uh, in 116 episodes, I've been. I decided. Uh, you know, whatever, just to sprinkle in some balls now and then. Sure, Because I just great. like the phrase, sprinkle in some balls. got to sprinkle them. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to think of that, like how, because you were one of my favorite comics before we ever met. So I think I think we may have met because I may have been stalking your shows. And maybe that's how we became friends. I don't remember. That sounds amazing. Do you remember? I'll take it. Do you remember how? I don't. I don't because we've been friends for quite a while. Yeah, I think maybe it was a random um, like bar show. It was I, probably a random bar show. We probably we started talking about sports. Yeah. But I remember, though, I, I think I went to a couple shows of yours before. Maybe that's how we met the first. I don't remember, but I just. I yeah. just remember liking you from day one, mm. on and off the stage. Mm-hmm. Hence, Sports Without Balls guest. Here we are. Uh, and then we should do a, we should uh, do a, and, and then we, oh my God, where am I? Let's back this up. I'm just going to write <laughs> edit entire opening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. Uh, at some point, we'll we'll mention that we went to a Padres game together. So that yep. was super fun. We'll do. We'll, we got to do more baseball this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in the All Things Comedy studio per usual. A huge shout out to uh, All Things Comedy. Fantastic podcast. Fantastic stand up. I'm going to say it again. Regulars of the show, soft gravy next, which I'm obsessed with. We've got Aaron in the studio. Aaron, go Cards. Go Cards. Uh, well, the. Baseball ones. The oh, base- yeah, sure. The baseball. Ugh. He says go, go cards every episode. Um, 116 episodes, I think, of go cards. Well, probably about 60. Uh, Jason Hayward. Shut up. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm still not sold on him. He's not worth the money. Really You've got isn't. that biscotti. Yeah. That's all you Feeling need. Feeling good. Feeling good. I have to get him on my on my peaches. Yeah. My Rockford, uh, the Rockford Peaches, and Matt Carpenter. Is my, and Matt Cal- Better, uh, 
hear that call. I cry every single time. Oh my song. god, me too. It's the greatest movie. It's one of my favorite songs to sing. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> do I'm you sing not that even at kidding. karaoke. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'll just do. <laughs> Don't worry, DJ. I got this acapella. <laughs> Oh, we're the members of the All-America Team. <laughs> it's one of the best. If you went off and sang that song in karaoke, I would, I, I forget, that's total mic trap. That's like, you're welcome, America, and then well, you then leave the bar. Let me be reminded, if we ever end up in karaoke together, that that's what's going to happen. That has to happen. Do you have a working mic? We got this. <laughs> uh, do you do weddings? Oh, yes. Aaron's getting married, and Johnny and I are going to do karaoke. <laughs> I'm open to it. Just, I've just invited myself to a wedding as a karaoke performer at Backup Day. Do you have meatballs? The buffet I'm in. You know what's annoying in Los Angeles when, like, you know, suddenly all of a sudden you're three gin and tonics in. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's a karaoke night or whatever. And then you see world's best karaoke. It's yeah. so annoying. Well, it's always people that hoping uh, they're hoping someone's there yeah. to see them. Like I do, I don't do the show anymore, but on Tuesdays of the past year, we did uh, stand up at this gay bar revolver in West Hollywood. And mm-hmm. it, then it maybe the last four or five months, it turned into karaoke after. And so you're staying, hanging out with comics. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, hold on. World's best voice. Yeah. I should turn around. It's like every Diana Ross song ever made. <laughs> Just killing it. And you're like, what happened to drunken, careless whisper? That's what I do. Not in this town. I like to bring down. Oh, you're, you're all awkward. You're like. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's like kick-ass karaoke in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Well, probably in New York, too, but sure. uh, it's next-level performance-based karaoke. And every good singer has their song. Yes. They're like, that's their showcase song. <laughs> like, I knew a girl who, uh, she smoked and drank, my old roommate smoked and drank religiously on weekends and went to karaoke, and her song was Hit Me With Your Best Shot. That was like <laughs> her song, the guy knew it. And she would just crush it. Yeah. And, and then you leave be. and you're like, I still like a good uh, a good tone deaf. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my sweet spot. Like where I'm mid song. I probably do it once every five years. Uh, mid song. People look at you like, oh, God, like, is she, first of all, is she serious? You know, two. Uh, when, when can this end? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I got you. Three and a half minutes of careless whisper, <laughs> it's, motherfuckers. It's the extended remix. <laughs> Mm-hmm. One more time. Should have known better than a ch- Oh, and then everyone just takes their own life. It's amazing. Ugh. That's what karaoke should be anyway. Yeah. Um we got a little we got we got a little stuff going on in the sports world. So much. And Holy I'm really, sports. It's a good week. There's so much wacky oh, shit. So much stuff. You know? Let's just talk. Let's just talk about Sunday. Uh yeah. Aaron Foley, glorious day in sports. Yes, it was. Because Mr. Tom Brady. Is uh, got an ice pack over his head, mm-hmm. contemplating the defensive line and of the Denver ego. Broncos. I'll tell you what, I as a diehard, lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan, never been said before. Uh, it's, it's, I, I know you and never, Christian, it's never been said before. It's not easy. It's been a bad road for the most part. Why do you think I booked you on this goddamn show? Because I wanted to hear the the line as Ugh. a diehard, lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. It's been a rough. It was a bad decision I made as a kid. Sticking with it. I did fly to Houston just for the playoff game. I want to talk about that right now. It's amazing. Now. Okay. First of all, let's just go back to the beginning. Got what it. What happened? Okay. What so happened? I grew up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm a diehard Phillies and Sixers fan for life. I have more Sixers gear than anyone in Los Angeles. I still say I'm the biggest Sixers fan in Los Angeles. Besides, him, Craig Shoemaker's right there. Like, we talk Sixers all the time. Oh, really? Oh, and, and we'll talk Sixers at the end yeah. of the program, too, because I want to... Because they play in huge to how the next draft is going to be, which is yeah. going to be really interesting. 
when I was a kid, uh, everyone was an Eagles fan, and I just something about it. I just didn't. This is pre batteries at Santa and <laughs> snowballs, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I just didn't want to be an Eagles fan. And at the time, I was like eight. I like the Chiefs logo. I like the colors. Marty Schottenheimer had those big glasses. Yes. Christian Okoye was starting to just destroy everything with his shoulder pads, you know? <laughs> and then they drafted Derek Thomas. And at that point, it was over for me. Like, I just love the way Derek Thomas played. He'll he was, always he was be. one of the best. Yeah. I mean, I, he wasn't, uh, he should have used more condoms in his life. He had about seven kids. <laughs> or seatbelts. I know he was very, but he was great with the community. He was very yeah. charitable and very philanthropist like, and so, but he was just there was no player like him, and yeah. he was just my favorite player, always will be, and so I just became obsessed with the Chiefs. And early '90s was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, granted, we didn't make the Super Bowl, and our last playoff victory was 22 years ago. So the last 22 years have been just one failure and frustration. That like, Colts you know. game. I- I Which Colts game? There's been multiple. Yeah, no, ones. there has been multiple. But the you know, like you were up by like eighty nine. Uh, what was it? Three years. Oh, ago? Oh, that was just that, three years that, ago. That was just a couple years ago. I literally sat there and I kept thinking, if I was a Chiefs fan, and like, yeah. oh, that was a heartbreaker. Here's the best part: I was at a wedding that day, and I had to I had to leave for the wedding in the beginning of the third quarter. The Chiefs were still up two touchdowns, but I was like, I don't feel good about this. Yeah, I'm sitting in the church. With my phone on and texts are going <laughs> off and off. <laughs> scores getting closer. Scores getting closer. I'm like, I had never had so much hatred towards a married couple in my life, <laughs> and I missed the rest of the game. And it wasn't just that. Let's not forget Peyton Manning marching into Kansas City with the Colts, taking us out. Let's not forget Jim Harbaugh oh. pre shirtless picture at Michigan <laughs> in 1997, taking us out because Lynn Elliott missed three field goals and we lose ten to seven. I mean, it's been one yeah. heartbreak after the other as a Chiefs fan and you know granted we we st- almost we could have beat the Patriots even without Justin Houston even without Jeremy Macklin and obviously Jamal Charles has been out for three months but they just got no pressure on Brady the none whatsoever so close so they really played such a better second half I literally was like okay the the regroup because they cut their asses handed them in the first half and I was like wait a minute I felt like just a couple plays here and there the Macklin loss is brutal yeah, and Jamal Charles a- has been one of my favorite running backs to watch like that dude's just awesome yep uh and Eric Berry, forget it. It's like Love feel him. good moment every week. Love him. Uh, but I, I do think at least you know um, I don't you know I don't watch AFC all the time. Mm-hmm. But Chiefs are in a good spot. No, absolutely. I mean, whether or not the Broncos win the Super Bowl, which I don't think they're gonna. I think Peyton's done. Yeah. And the Broncos are going to be so cap strapped. They're going to be like yeah. strapped at a point of like it, Danny they're Glover. all in. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like Danny Glover's toilet and lethal weapon strap. <laughs> like they're going to have to drop a lot of contracts. So within a year yeah. or two, they're done. Yeah, Chargers are a mess. Yeah, Raiders are coming up. But Raiders right now, you know, even if Jamal comes back at seventy percent, we still have Spencer Ware, Tricantric West. That's a triple-headed monster. Yeah. We have the draft again, and we have, for the most part, young guys besides Derek Johnson. But other than that, with the season we had, and Andy Reid, maybe he'll learn how to clock manage at some point. I don't think so. I, I mean, could we just queue up the Super Bowl? I mean, what, the Eagles, that Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. Mm. I hate the Eagles, but the Patriots are my worst nightmare. I'm, I'm tied with, with Dallas. With I, I, I almost feel like I like Dallas more than the Patriots. I don't know why. It's oh, the, I do. Oh, the, yeah. I, I never thought I'd ever say that in my life. I just... I, you know what it is? I just like Romo so much better than Brady. Me too. Um, because I think Romo plays with this like infectious kind of fun energy. I mean, For don't me get to, me wrong. Yeah. Brady's arguably the best of oh, all time. Oh, yeah, of course. But I, I just – I hate 
I hate the Patriots, and I yeah. hate Patriots fans are the worst. They're just—he's just—he's so unlikable and arrogant. And even Rome, you know, you grow up. My whole life, every day was like you—you you were born and raised as a Giants fan to hate the Cowboys. <laughs> and then we moved to Rhode Island, and everybody loved the Patriots. So I—I—I I, I, and I—I li- I didn't mind. I honestly didn't mind the Patriots pre Belichick Brady, but when that because oh, they were over, two and fourteen every year. They, and they were, you know, like I liked who's the the Drew uh, what's Bledsoe. his face Bledsoe, Bledsoe. and then um, oh god, the whitest man alive, the quarterback before that, like uh, what the not before Bledsoe Eaton or East? Um, oh my god, that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Was it Tony I, I, Easton? Maybe Tony Easton. Th- whoever was on Tecmo Bowl, I think, was before yeah. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe. Whoever <laughs> forget <laughs> yeah. his name. Um, but I, you know, Grogan. Steve Grogan. Grogan. There you go. Yeah. I like some of those teams, you know, just because everyone, I, like every single person, no one was a Giants fan in Rhode Island, you know what I mean? I was like this, the only New Yorker. And uh, so I didn't mind. I didn't, I didn't mind the Red Sox. I didn't mind the Patriots. But then it just came into like, for me, double evil empires with the Sox and Patriots. But anyway, um, I do, yeah, so I do think, and I like the Alex Smith you know, recovery, uh, rebirth. But anyway, the whole point was yeah. that clock management Oy. in the Eagles Patriots, I think is one of the worst things I've ever seen because I became a raging Eagles fan because I hated the Patriots so much. So it was already like tumultuous to root for the Eagles. And now I'm rooting for, was it McNabb, right? T.O. Uh, McNabb, T.O., the combination I couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they had that game. They had that game. I mean, look that at, clock management yeah. was unbelievable. Well, well, look at what happened against the Patriots. Yeah. We literally wasted a possession when we were only down a touchdown because you're, they were going in the huddle with three minutes and 20 seconds left. <laughs> you don't have to go. Meanwhile, Andy yeah. Reid is pretending like it's the middle of the second quarter. It's like, dude, you have three timeouts. Get the damn touchdown. And then you could actually kick it off instead of doing an onside kick to Gronk. But it, isn't it weird how... These patterns like are constantly re- like they constantly repeating themselves, and that's the sad part. And I, don't get me wrong, uh, t- three months ago I was ready. Uh, we we're one and five. I'm like, you know what? Let's lose out. They gave up on Andy Reid. He blew the game against Denver. We're done. I'm fine with it. And I admit I gave up on on Andy Reid. To his credit, they all came together. And even Tom Bahali said he's like, this is the most fun I've had playing football in my ten years. He's like, I love this team. And he pulled them together, and they're looking. I'm, they're looking pretty good for next year. I was, so, we'll I was, ex- I, I literally, it was one of these things where just because I, well, I, you know, I know it's sort of a, a sad state of football these days with the, with the, with the violence and the concut and all this stuff. Like, but, but just pure sport. It's my favorite sport, and so I probably watch more. You know, I, I have just the same enjoyment watching, let's say, like a Chargers Chiefs game. Like I can, I, I can't watch. Any other sport, I'm not going to sit down and watch probably a three and a half hour baseball game Hell if no. my teams aren't in it, right? No. But playoffs, of course, and stuff, I will. Um, but you know, so I I just kept thinking every week. I was like, you know, and then you're doing this show. You're like, oh my god, the Chiefs won again. Oh my god, the Chiefs won. And so it yeah. was just sort of in the back of my mind. And then I realized when when I, we were trying to figure out like the playoff spots, I was like, oh my god, they just won ten in a yeah. row. Like that was crazy. Well, it's funny. Once we hit five and five, um, there's a couple other comics that are diehard Kansas City fans. And so every week we do like a, I'll talk to them on the phone. Like, yeah. You know. And I remember once we hit five and five, I remember talking to my buddy. I go, honestly, dude, I'm like, I don't want to jinx it. We're going 11 and five. I'm looking at the schedule. If Andy Reid's good at one thing, he's not, he's good at not looking ahead. Yeah. I said, honestly, I know Jamal is out. I think we're going to go 11 and 5 and I'm looking at the rest of the AFC. I see teams only getting worse and that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got stronger, and everyone kind of just blew it. And to be honest, I th- I think Kansas There's City. There's a lot matches. of weak divisions in the AFC. Too. A lot of weak divisions. AFC in- South is just. Uh, I mean, you know, Texas is okay. Colts are okay. I think they're both going to get better next season. But that division was just useless. Like my NFC East was useless. Useless. And the Chiefs match up well with Denver. That's why I was really sad about, extra sad about losing to New England. I think they would have given them a hell of a game. I think they would have too. Let's talk talk about that. uh, Super Bowl? uh, No, let's let's talk about those those games on Sunday. Okay. Denver, that Denver-New England game, I was was in Florida with my parents and uh, my dad. How is he doing, by the way? He's doing he's doing a lot better. Okay, good. Uh, if you smoke out there, just want to let you know, don't, because uh, it leads to bad stuff. I, my dad honestly is a medical miracle. The dude is seventy seven, mm-hmm. right? He has smoked since he was seventeen. Shut up. Which he tells my mom seventeen, but I think it's like thirteen. Grow up like streets of Brooklyn, Irish cat, like just smoking. Also, he was just kind of like like a bad boy, right? Um, but also like the sweetest was he dude, a, a greaser. It, he basically was a greaser. Uh, and, but he smoked for 60 years. I don't know how this dude, I'm, I don't know how he's alive. Like splitting his leg for like blood, like blood, like he, what? he's just like, he just keeps going. But this is like pneumonia, COPD. See, it's I was going to say, it's he's got to have COPD now. oxygen now. tank and oh, stuff like that. Geez. So smokers just put, I know it looks good. Put it out. Put Trust it, it's me. just, it's I, ugly. Being a physical therapist in a hospital as long as right, I was, there you go. I see so many things. Like, granted, any one of us could get hit by a car tomorrow. Yeah. But looking at what people do to themselves, it's like, dude, getting old sucks to begin with. Yeah. You make it harder on yourself? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, so Pops was out of the hospital. So he, and, and we all can't stand Brady. Mm. Uh, I, I just want to take this moment and say this is how ridiculous my family is. I'm visiting my dad in the hospital, and we're talking about like the football games on Sunday. Uh, so he was in the hospital like four or five days, and at one point I was just – I don't know if he brought it up or I brought it up because Bridget McManus, who comes on the show a lot, who I absolutely love, uh, is a huge Patriots fan, mm. and she can't stand Giselle. And she claims she'd rather sleep with – she's gay – she'd rather sleep with Tom Brady – She'd sleep with Tom Brady without a bag on his head, or she'd sleep with Giselle with a bag over her head. And I was like, that's the most insane thing ever. And it's turned into this running joke we have, okay. right? Now, I'd probably I probably do either one too. Yeah, I mean, they're both extremely good looking, but I would not sleep with Giselle with a bag over her head. But anyway, yeah. I always said Bridget Moynihan to me is so much more attractive I agree. than Giselle, right? Yeah. So for some reason, we got on the subject in the hospital. My dad literally starts going off. He goes, Oh, Giselle is terrible. Bridget Moynihan is a beauty. She's an absolute beauty. Cut to two days later, we're watching like Blue, Bu- Blue Bloods or whatever cop show with Tom Selleck and Bridget Moynihan. They both start in how they're absolutely horrified by Giselle and I love Bridget Moynihan. I'm like, I can't believe I'm it. having this conversation <laughs> about, I literally was like, oh God, I'm having like, we have the same taste in women yeah. uh, with my dad well, conversation. Supermodels, are, they, they're so strange to look at because yeah. they're almost not real. You know, yeah, and then all the those horrible, stupid comments she met that she made after they lost the Super Bowl, and she's talking her mouth off about like, "Whoa, he can't throw the ball and catch yeah. it." You're like, "Shut up!" I do runways. I know. <laughs> yeah. Why are we giving her a new guy? <laughs> but anyway, it was just this really ridiculous family moment. But anyway, we're all screaming at the TV, and so the entire time Denver was playing, uh, Denver was on. By that fourth quarter, you're like, "How many times do you have to give the ball back to Brady?" I was like. He's going to come back. The whole time, I was thoroughly convinced he was not only going to come back. They were going to win the coin toss. He was going to go down the field. And I had absolutely no confidence. I I mean, the defense was amazing. But I had no confidence 
in Broncos offense in the second half. They couldn't even score a first down. They couldn't even get a first down. They were very so lucky. Pedestrian. Yeah. Peyton, 17 for 32, 176. That's not a Peyton line. No. But speaking of which, Brady, 27 of 56 and a couple of picks, two for 15 on third down. That it is was, the most unpatriot-like yeah. playoff game I think we've seen in quite some time. He... But I have to say, him getting tossed around like a little Barbie doll was one of the great was one of my favorite things <sighs> yeah. I've seen. You know, it is Denver. I think Denver really watched that Chiefs Patriots game, and they were like, "Well, let's see." Uh, the Chiefs have they didn't breathe on Brady all game. Yeah, and he picked him apart. We got to find a way to get at him, and they blitzed the shit out of him. Yeah, and also it doesn't hurt that you have Von Miller and Demarcus Ware who are like fast. Yeah, and that dude Jackson. Fast. I mean, they were just. Another thing is, too, Patriots, no run game, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go into that game and you're like, all right, it's totally one-dimensional, it doesn't mean you can stop them because of Edelman, Amendola, and Gronk. Yeah. But, and if you look at, uh, you know, the only times Brady loses, you know, even Giant Super Bowl is you get at him, you get at him, and you get at him. Exactly. And they have the clientele. I mean, so many, a lot of that stuff, too, was just coverage sacks. I mean, they were covering... Mm -hmm. I, and that's why I think, you know, they have a chance. I'm skipping ahead. We'll we'll come back. But they have a chance at Carolina. I don't think – I'm picking Carolina. But I I think they have a chance because of that defense. I think Peyton has to – Oh, that's their only shot. Peyton has to play better. But, I mean, Peyton had a really good first half. I think it's one of those things in second half where your defense is so dominating. Belichick always makes those halftime genius moves. The defense was getting at Peyton, and you just sort of play not to lose, Mm -hmm. which I think is just most of the time you you wind up losing. Um, I did think, though, they gave the ball back so much. And then right before the Brady drive to go down and score it, they do – it's one of those things where it's the most frustrating thing in football. You're up by a little amount. You're not going to throw the ball. Everyone knows you're not going to throw the ball. So you run it and you run it to bleed their timeouts. Yeah. And I kept thinking, you get okay, yeah. two-minute warning, two timeouts. He's going to get the ball back with like a minute 40. Mm-hmm. And so then I think they had this moment of like, fuck it, we'll just go for it. So then Peyton throws it on that third down, and it was not a good pass. It actually could have been picked off. And then incomplete pass, you give him an extra timeout. And I was like, well, that wasn't – I just kept screaming at the TV because I hate the Patriots so much. It's one so of those damned if you do, damned if you don't yeah, moments. Yeah, it's very, exactly. Um, yeah. I like that they sort of tried to get that first down to seal the game, but it wasn't I, – I can't, I can't believe they won. Well, I can't believe they won. Well, that game was an example of what everyone said about the Pats going into the playoffs. Everyone said the Patriots have no running game because of injuries. They become too one-dimensional. And that the Broncos took advantage of it. That's what killed me about the Chiefs-Patriots game. Their running game was non-existent. Blitz the shit out of yeah. Brady. Don't yeah. drop anyone in coverage. Just send everyone at him. Steven Jackson, with no with perfect blocking, is two and a half yards tops now. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? They got no one on him. So Denver was smart enough to say, you know what? We're going to bring the thunder to him. Yeah. And they did. And, and Brady got shook. Yeah. Oh, and that's, was, and I have he to looked say, it, too. Like he if did. You, you looked in his eyes. He didn't have that like championship nope. look. Yeah, like mm. I'm going to drive down this field and win this game. It's it was like Greg. he was kind of like, uh, who do I? I mean, some of those balls out of his hand, you're just like they were just like literally just dumped in the ground out yeah. of like sheer. They have no deep threat either. Yeah, if, if you take away the, the underneath game, what, what are they going to go besides Gronk? The whole it's but that Gronk catch, those both those Gronk catches. He's amazing. I mean, that dude is a beast. I mean, Tony you just Gon- want him on his team. Tony Gonzalez want- is my yeah. favorite tight end ever, but yeah. 
Gronk is going to be the best ever. I have to say, who I do love is uh, Olsen from <sighs> Carolina. Solid. I don't know what it was. I started watching Carolina earlier in the season just because I think I was just flipping around and maybe there it was just, you know, just I, I think maybe it was like, you know, they were like 4-0 and 5-0. and Then they play the Giant, whatever. Every single time I watch the Carolina, and I'm not like a fan of the Carolina Panthers, I literally was like, this team is so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And so then I just kept watching more and more. And they were probably the second team I watched the most, obviously outside of the Giants. And then when it got close towards the end, I was watching a little bit of the Jet, more of the Jets, but... uh Oof, whatever. That's a bit, well, they'll, they'll they'll get better. But um, that Carolina team, I just they're so fun to watch. While we're talking about tight ends, can't forget Owen Daniels. Yeah, three touchdowns all year, two on Sunday. I think, I think if Peyton, I think what they'll do is I think they'll they'll give him like eighty cortisone shots, right? And I think Peyton knows this is it, mm-hmm. and I think he'll have more freedom. Yep. He'll 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 air it out more because they have nothing to lose no don't forget that two weeks rest for him yeah it's going to be amazing so i do think you'll see a better peyton and a better offensive game out of denver i think that it was like patchwork please god let the clock run out let our defense hold them you know it was like really just a a prayer of a second half but but you know those those passes that he made those those touchdown passes were spot on they were awesome I think Denver has enough tools to win. I just, when I look at Carolina, they just look like an all-star team. And could you imagine their season? Let, let's not forget when their, uh, what's their wide receiver's name? He was really good as a rookie last year. He went down with a knee. Uh, a knee and like Oh, long. yes, yes, yes. Um, I should know this. He's so good. Cause when they he keep, went down. They keep referring to him. They're like, keep in mind. All right, yeah. keep talking and I'm going to fact check this. Carol, get up! When he, <laughs> when he went down in the beginning of the season, everyone kind of wrote off the Panthers again. Like, well, yeah. the Panthers had a shot to be decent. Kelvin now, Benjamin. Thank you. Thank Kelvin you, Benjamin. Carol. Jesus Good Christ, job, I Carol. asked you to do one thing. Go back to do sleep. Do not give me the finger. Put down we the whiskey. Public. Put down the flask. Oh, Jesus, Carol. She, okay. she came up with it. She came up with it. Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> but yeah, people already, they wrote him off. I didn't yeah. think Panthers would be that special. And yeah. they just keep stringing wins together. And the funny thing is about the Panthers is this is the feeling that I get from fans. They could still they could win the Super Bowl yeah. convincingly, and a lot of football fans would still be like, you know what? I'm just not so sure about that. <laughs> the season's over. They won. I you feel know. like football fans would still feel like that. It is. I don't know. I I don't know if it's because it's like expansion team old like they're not the the like the root of the and I don't know what it is, but. I still think no one has any real interest in the Panthers. Like, and I, they should because I tell you, Cam Newton is one of the most, you know, he's cool. just obviously gotten better and better and better. Like, he's never really had like a tremendous bad season, but mm-hmm. every every season he's gotten better and better. And I was watching one show where it was like two, you know, uh, guru quarterbacks and they're like the biggest change they see is like his second and third read at the line. Like he's not just like, you know, one and run or whatever. Um, but I love his infectious energy is so, it's just fun. And he's like, he's like a beast. He's like Mm -hmm. LeBron. He's like LeBron NFL. The dude is huge. He can run it. He leaps. I'm like, please don't leap on your head. You're going to kill yourself. He's got a cannon. Uh, cannon of an arm throws off his back foot and it goes 80 yards. And he's finally got his head on straight. And you know what I think a lot of it was? 
I think it's when he started doing stuff for the community. He got yeah. really involved with kids in the community. He was like, you know what? I have a responsibility. Yeah. And I think that centered him straight because now he is so dynamic. Yeah, Denver has a fast defense. Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to matter. I hope it's a good game. Like, I, I want Denver's defense to play like New England, to play like that New England. I don't know if they can repeat that performance. And I want I want everyone to be functioning on the highest level. Mm. And uh, I want, like, I think it has potential. Usually Super Bowls sometimes can go bust-worthy. But it has potential for a fantastic game. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so – and then I started watching, like – I was like – I remember, the you know, maybe the first couple weeks. I was like – I've heard of these two dudes, but I don't, you know, because I don't watch Caroline every week. I'd heard of Luke Keekley yeah, and bad, Anthony yeah. Davis. Then I found out Anthony Davis has th- recovered from three ACL injuries. Three ACL injuries. Wow. K- K- they remind me of like an LT and a Banks, like old school Giants linebackers. And Keekley's only like four years in. I, I think they're, I don't know, I, 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 they, they made me a fan. I have no reason to be a Carolina Panthers fan. But I tell you, when you watch the Giants and you're almost demoralized by the end of the game, and then you turn on Carolina, you're like, it's so fun to see a team like play well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like catch the ball and look excited. And they're doing all those fun poses in the end zone and the balls to the little kids. I, I love it. I think I, it, they're all playing. They're doing selfies. They're like high-fiving. They look like they're having their time time of their life it's just refreshing mm-hmm. and people find that like oh unsportsmanlike and arrogant i'm like fuck off it's entertainment like, just, it's it's fun yeah it's totally fun and going 17 and one is pretty fun at least that i would they imagine sh- they should have beaten the falcons that was just like i don't know i don't know maybe they were paid off by the dolphins i, don't know. <laughs> I think i think those linebackers i mean as much as we talk about cam and how i just i, I look at the super bowl for do, yeah. do we want to talk about the cardinals i mean it was rough it was rough. It Way was. I I didn't think. I honestly didn't think it, for one moment that Arizona was really going to legitimately win the game. But I certainly thought they'd make it a game. I mean, mm-hmm. seven. They look seven turnovers. I full on was teasing my mom because she was like, at nine o'clock, I want to watch Downton Abbey. Now I'm a Downton Abbey fan, but I was like, um, it's the playoffs, and we're not going to change the channel. Sure. By nine o'clock, I was like, turn this garbage off. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I literally was like, this is. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> Carson Palmer, like he he looked like a JV squad. A week after Arian said he's the best quarterback in football, <laughs> he said that in public. And I love Carson Palmer. I mean, it's I'm, I like Carson Palmer too. He's, he's uh, we should all be proud of what he's done with all his injuries and you know. But I'm sorry, but if when you're down seventeen nothing after the first quarter, you were not ready. No, you know. I mean, how about down what thirty one nothing the week before with Seattle, and they yep. just but Seattle to me, and I know Pete Carroll's got like a lot of baggage, but I love Pete Carroll because I love looking at the sidelines and seeing someone positive. Yeah, he's smiling, he's running out, smacking the guy's butts like we can do, and he's down by thirty one points, and you know what? They came back and scored twenty four. So you know what I mean? I love that. That's for me so fun to watch, and those are the teams that are successful. It's not these teams, everyone's screaming at, like, the Cardinals, I didn't watch the Cardinals enough, uh, you know, throughout the season. I watched maybe a couple games. But, you know, the only thing I was bummed about is, I love Larry, everyone loved Larry Fitzgerald. He's the best. And you just yeah. want him to win a championship at some point. Um, I don't have a feeling, I don't like the state of Arizona, just, you know, politically. Uh, <laughs> so I have no absolute interest in cheering for the Cardinals at ever, at any point in my life. But I like Palmer. You like you know you have to like. I love Palmer. David Johnson. Yeah, He's good young talent. It's about time he got a chance to shine because he was sitting behind Chris Johnson. 
forever and, and Ellington. And it's yeah. like, no, just let him play. He's going to dominate. And he, yeah. he, he did. They have a fun team. If I was a Cardinals yeah. fan, I'd feel like I'd feel good about that team. But uh, it was a beatdown. Mm-hmm. It was just it was oh, it was embarrassing. It was Carolina saying, I don't think people know that we're here yet. Yeah. Let's go show them. Yeah. And they dabbed on their asses. Oh, my God. Oh, there's a blizzard. Ah, this is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it was it was totally embarrassing. That was brutal. So lit- what do you think? Super Bowl? I mean, I'm. First off, I, I don't think it's going to be like last year. Comes out of the final play, amazing interception. Like we've had some great Super Bowls. I, I hate to say it, I, I don't think this is going to be that close. You know, you think it's just going to no. be a Carolina by? I'm thinking like 27, 13. Really? Maybe 27, 17. I just at this point, maybe now. Now I don't want to say Peyton can still have a game where he dominates. Yeah. But I think with as fast as those linebackers are. I don't see how it's going to be possible. They're going to get pressure on him. He can't really move. And Carolina's offense is still dynamic enough between their running game and the way Cam... They match up so well. As fast as Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware are, Cam is faster. Yeah. I don't know. I just I see it being 27-17 at the best for, for Denver. I totally understand that. I think, the, I think the offensive line and the run game, so much better than New England. Uh, so I think they won't be as dominant, and now they know what's coming, you know, if they decide to do Blitzkrieg, uh, which I think would fa- be fairly smart because Peyton can't move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do I do think it's going to be, you know, you can I could say there and make a, a total argument for Carolina blowout. And then the ar- the other argument is, and that's why I love like you can you can literally talk this about for seven hours a day until the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and at the end and of the day you go will. and they will, <laughs> and yes, everybody will. will. But what's so funny to me is you can literally talk yourself in and out of every argument because no one knows what the fuck is oh, going to no. happen. But it's I I I think I'm excited. You know, I the I'm not gonna lie. The why I'm so excited is because I don't have to see the Patriots play. Yes, and whoever wins, I'd be happy with. If Carolina yeah. wins, I, they've been the best team all year, and they they certainly deserve to win. Right. If Peyton and and Denver wins, I'll probably never cheer for Denver again. Uh, I, I only cheer for him because I'm a big Peyton fan, and it would be sweet to go out on top. And and you know, so I'm gonna thoroughly enjoy Agreed. the Super Bowl and. Uh, and it's you know so it's it's a win win. I I do, I just at the end of the day I just don't see anybody beating Carolina. Well, you, I just don't. You mentioned if Carolina does Blitzkrieg. Honestly, I'm so confident in that defense. I don't think they have to do Blitzkrieg. I think they could sit back and just cover everyone. Oh, and I'm make sorry. Win. I meant I meant Denver doing Blitzkrieg. Oh, they can. They're going to have to, but it's the, not. Yeah. Meh. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, then you've got this Cam. You can do Blitzkrieg because Brady doesn't move, but Cam. Can go everywhere. Cam's at that LeBron level right now, like you said. Yeah. And he, yeah. certain certain players, they, they get to that unstoppable level that no one can figure out. And I think he right now, I think he's there because the offensive line is super solid for Carolina. Cam is extra special, amazing, and also Stewart. Jonathan Stewart has been having the season of his life, right? Solid. And then you've got Olsen. You've got Ted Ginn Jr. playing out of his skull. Like yeah. Ted Ginn Jr. 
Who would have You're thought? like, I'm so, I, I remember him 80 years ago at Ohio State. I don't even remember anything he's done in his pro career. Do you remember when he got drafted by the Dolphins and everyone booed all the yeah. Dolphins? They drafted him like ninth overall, and I remember yeah. at the little press conference, the GM amidst all the boos of Dolphin fans yeah. this is excuse me goes just wait until you see this guy return and kickoffs and punts <laughs> he's the ninth pick you moron you don't draft someone at nine for special teams and that was his reason for drafting him it was so funny he's super athletic you guys <laughs> oh god quick. he's got some loose hamstrings it's like Al Davis he's real fast <laughs> I mean well, you could sneeze on Ted Ginn he's gonna get hurt mm-hmm. I, yeah that pick was insane yep. that pick was a second third round pick uh, but yeah I I'm 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 super fired up. I it's going to be a, a, it's nice to go into a Super Bowl and I know I'm taking it too seriously. But it's nice to go into a Super Bowl where you like both teams and sure. you feel good about whoever wins. That's that's a rarity. Cool. Usually I'm just like I can't stand that effing team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I still have not I'm not going to I haven't recovered from that Butler interception. I still have not. Mm. I will never get over that. I will. I will never get over that. I understand. That is going to be talked about until the. I I I'll, I will never forget where I was, <laughs> and I was had to be almost contained. Oh, it's like me and those Lynn Elliott field goals. Yeah, it's yeah, the same right? thing. Like you just those are and, and I'm not even like a crazy Seattle fan, and I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And since then, Marshawn Lynch has refused to run. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take a week off and be on the stationary bike. Good luck out there. <laughs> <laughs> and all right, so potential. We'll do just a couple more football stories and we'll move on. But yep. uh, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. So I read a, a couple things. All right, so Super Bowl predictions. That's on my list. You're, we're both going to Carolina. Yep. Aaron, what do you think? I'm just hoping it's not like the last time Denver I know, was there. I know. I know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's all I care about is don't let this first snap over the head safety. I was like, oh, no, if you don't do that, that's a step up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think 48 to eight. Something something like that. It was just. Yeah. I don't want Peyton. I don't if I just want Peyton to play well, he doesn't have to win. But if he just plays well, because I've been super protective of him. If he just just plays well. And, yeah. you know, and Carolina wins, great. I just don't want him to be, like, demoralized and embarrassed. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I don't want to happen. Uh, but, yeah, I do think I do think because of Denver's defense, it's not going to be a blowout. But I do think it will be a solid, you know, 10-14. But, honestly, if the final score was 47-7, I wouldn't be that – I'm not, no. not going to be surprised. Yep. I don't think it will be because of the Denver defense. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be closer than not. Okay, I'm going. I'm going twenty-seven, thirteen. <clears throat> You're going twenty-seven, thirteen. Yes. All right. I I'm think gonna... it's close by halftime, and then Carolina yeah. pulls it away. I'm doing uh, thirty to twenty-two. Ooh. Let's write this down. How do you get twenty-two? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait. All right. And Johnny, you're doing what? Twenty-seven, thirteen. Aaron, what are you doing? I was going to say 30-20 Carolina. All right. All right. The over-under is 45 and a half right now mm. for the gamblers. That's a, that's a little high. That'll change. And it's also negative, uh, negative, uh, minus three and a half for the Panthers. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, it'll just be fun to look back on my, uh, to look back on our predictions. Sure. Uh, and those are set in stone. They cannot be changed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do real quick, because mm-hmm. we talked about Kansas, uh, 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 
I did read this. Oh, and the Cam Newton jersey sales. That that to me, I, that to me was surprising. Yes, I love this story. He is currently twenty second in the NFL in jersey sales. But let me give you a couple names that are in the top twenty. <laughs> uh, number one, love the guy. He's had a great career. I can only assume he has a massive family swallowing up his jerseys. That's Jason Witten. Jason, oh, oh, okay. He's not the the first, but you're saying on this list. But just the fact that he's in yeah, the top no, 20. No, no, I know. It's insane. To me, that's ridiculous. And another one who is in the top 20, but I'm going to guess uh, should probably be down near the hundreds at this point after the season the Eagles had is DeMarco Murray. Yeah. A lot of uh, regrettable purchases there. Uh, How those about Luke Keekley being ahead of Cam Newton? That's, that makes no sense that, at all. That to me is like people really don't like Cam Newton. I don't know why you wouldn't like Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, he's he does the. I don't know. I mean, every, what's the difference between him doing what is it called the dab? Yeah. Versus Aaron Rodgers doing the the belt. Well, there's no difference. There's, it's nothing. It's and the fact that Colin Kaepernick is still in the top twenty means it's just basically yeah. it's drunk twenty something girls yeah. wearing the Kaepernick jerseys. They think he's what he was three years ago. Yeah. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater, I like that. Little surprise, he's top twenty. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, without the helmet, you give twenty people. <laughs> you give twenty. You line up Teddy Bridgewater. No one. No one would know who Teddy Bridgewater was. Nope. And how about Jimmy Graham? Seahawk jerseys. It's just because the Seahawks have an insane fan base. That's they all do, it is. but this year he was not. God, happy. Jordy Nelson didn't even play, and he's basically tied with Cam Newton. Mm. I don't get it. I'm I'm on all aboard, all aboard. Uh, yep. I'm 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 in. I'm in with Cam Newton. Me too. Uh, Manzel RG three. Who's going to be in Dallas? Will they be in Dallas? I read that ty- that headline. I was like, that's an interesting. Who gives a shit? Really, I mean, they're both. I, I, I'm who rooting. Would you pick, who would you pick, though? RG three. I'm yeah. rooting. I'm rooting for RG three. I still think there's a good heart and a somewhat decent brain in there. Yeah, Manzel is a. He's a. He's douche. A, I can't even. I was. I was pro Manzel, but I've no. been beaten down by that douchebag. Beaten down. He. He is so. What you mentioned, he's the affluenza brat. Like, yeah, he, he thinks he goes to Vegas and pretends to be somebody. God, he, I hope that story's true. If he hasn't learned by now, he's not going to learn. He's going to be out of the league in three years. Like, yeah, he had a couple decent games for Cleveland, but he ain't worth a headache. By the way, I got an inside scoop. You know, uh, Carol, uh, big big time gambler. Her mm. husband, uh, she met on a po- poker tournament in Las Vegas. Uh, his her husband's name Small Blind. And uh, she got a tip from one of her friends that did confirm that Manziel was in a wig at a poker table. So you heard it here first. I think Cleveland got what they wanted, which is a shitload of ticket sales for two seasons. Yeah. Uh, they made their money off him, and now they're going to try to pawn him off on someone else. But at this point, what would you give who's up? Gonna, who's, what would you give up and what, I guess, just like a, a, just a, a backup, a safety as a ba- – you know what I mean? Like Emergency. Like, they're lucky if they get a fifth or sixth round pick for him. Yeah, if that. Are you going to watch the Pro Bowl? Fuck no. When is it? <laughs> it's Sunday. No. No. Remember the, the when no we all watched the Pro Bowl and it was fun? Yeah. I'm I always a- used to enjoy the Pro Bowl. And now I'm like, I have, I don't even. I'm just going to hope that nobody gets hurt. Honestly, I, I'd be okay with them getting rid of the Pro Bowl and just naming a Pro Bowl team. Yeah. What's the point? Like, I don't want anyone getting injured. Yeah. I just was like, oh, my God, the Pro Bowl's on Sunday. I literally just, like, randomly caught that. Yeah. Um, here's a fantastic story, uh, and this is a shout-out, and then we're gonna let's talk about Blake and maybe uh, some Philly shout-outs. Okay. Um, 
In the interest of uh, women talking sports, which, of course, I'm obsessed with, uh, I forgot to mention this because this, I think, started maybe two weeks ago. It's cool. Sarah Spain, Jane McManus, and Kate Fagan. Kate Fagan has been on the show uh, hosting Ooh, new ESPN radio show. Uh, yeah, hosting a new radio show on ESPN. It's so exciting. Yay, ladies. Um, 12 to 3. Uh, Eastern time on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, debut, it debuted on January 9th, so we a couple weeks in, uh, which I will start listening to immediately. Uh, you know, it's men, 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 men uh, on every single channel, yep. um, radio, uh, TV, whatever it is. And, you know, every week I do my shout out to ESPN uh, women, ESPNW.com, because it's the only source for viable female sports. Mm-hmm. Um and they are uh, all – Kate Fagan used to be a basketball player. She's a journalist. Jane McManus uh, covered NFL. Uh, and Sarah Spain is also just absolutely hysterical uh, and journalist. And now – and they all do really fun pieces for ESPNW. And now they have their own show. Uh, what is the show? Oh, it's called The Trifecta. Yep. So listen to The Trifecta 12 to 3 uh, Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time on Saturdays. I would love that to become a daily thing eventually. I know. I hope it will you know? too because they're all smart and funny and fun and great. And they're all individually on other shows. Yeah. You know, which is really already great. But yeah. I, I think ESPN is in a very interesting situation right now. In the last year, they've lost Bill Simmons. They've lost Keith Olbermann. They lost Colin Cowherd. Yeah. They need to, to build new stars. Yeah. They're like a franchise that needs to build new stars and the three of them are awesome. Yeah. This is a huge movement. I think it's a brilliant move and I would love it to become a daily thing because I'll be honest, I listen to sports radio all day. I'm on Fox Sports. The shows are the best. They got Dan Patrick. I'm a huge Colin Cowherd guy. Yeah. I a, love Colin Cowherd. He's a bit of a blowhard but he's that's a little part bit of, a of the blowhard, job. But yeah. Love Colin Cowherd. I love Petros and Money. They're, all their shows are the most intelligent, funny shows on radio. For for my money, all ESPN has going for right now is Max and Marcellus, who I love dearly. Yeah. Besides that, I can't listen to local LA radio. I just hate the Lakers, Ugh. and I don't give a shit about the Rams. So I I can't stand as long as the Lakers win enough games to give the Sixers their draft pick, I'm fine. Yeah. But that's let's it. let's transition right into that. Shout out to the ladies. Also, yeah. shout out to Katie Nolan. Garbage time. Uh, that's on Fox on Sunday uh, on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, she's fantastic. I did her podcast when I was in New York. You did? I did. I'm yeah. a huge fan of her. That's she's, so cool. She's super fucking cool. Yes. Uh, and her show is fantastic. And it's Wednesdays. It used to be Sundays. Now it's Wednesdays. So watch that on Fox Sports 1 because uh, she is a delight. She's a, she's a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see any woman uh, passionate and smart and interesting talking about sports, is uh, it's a goddamn dream sequence. That's the kind of show that is my dream show Like to host. Yeah. The, 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 the way it's set up. Like, I remember when, she, when I heard she was coming out, I was like, oh, that's the same damn thing I want to – it's so cool. Yeah. You know? No, it's awesome. It's just fun to uh, – you know, I think – well, it's just fun that women are getting more and more opportunity. Yep. Um, and and they're not just stuck on a sideline. No. You know, and we've been covering it. Like I cover everything every week when I – when any – oh, th- let's do this before we do it like, because I want to talk about 76ers. And the whole interest of just supporting other – Women, this whole year, 2015 was really fantastic. You know, just something. Jessica Mendoza, full-time Sunday Night Baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's you never thought that would ever happen, right? Uh, And then you've got Sarah Thomas, NFL referee. You've got... Uh, uh, Becky Hammond on the sidelines for the San Diego. She is Spurs. so good. She's Nancy Lieberman up in uh, Sacramento. Like it's just you're th- you're like Jesus. Thank God. like it's something. 
And this is what I posted online for Feel Good Moment of the Week last week. Uh, Let me ask real quick. They're not putting Mendoza with Kurt Schilling, are they? Teaming him up. Thank effing God. I think his head would explode. He's such a misogynistic piece of shit. As a Um, Phillies fan, I hate saying this, but like, Kurt, you're you're a baseball pitcher. You're a commentator. We don't care about your politics. Just shut up. Oh, robo calls for George Bush. Shut yourself. Anyway, uh, he's whatever. I know there's people of all different uh, political uh, persuasions that watch sure. listen to the show. I'm just saying I don't like him. Uh, I also don't like him in the booth. I just don't like him in. The, I think there's other guys that are just I don't know. John Crook, I like love Crookie. Sh- Shilling, I can't stand. Um, is it something to do with that he was a Red Sox? Probably. Anyway, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, no, Kruk, no, um, Schilling moved to some other show, and I think Kruk moved to some other show. I think it's Mendoza, and I don't know who the other two guys. I have to fact check that. Okay. I would, but Carol's. Well, Kruk may have gone I think Kruk, to MLB.com. Yeah, I think yeah. he moved to MLB.com. Yeah, he went to MLB Network. And uh, Schilling got moved Schilling to like moved Tuesday to or, or Monday. Yeah. Schilling got moved to a desk in the basement, like an office space. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was outside of the San Francisco, the Pac Bell uh, ballpark when uh, it was some World Series game. I didn't have tickets, but I was, I was, my ex was in San Francisco. And I was right by the stadium because I was like, at least let's walk by the stadium and just like kind of feel the energy. This was maybe three years ago. And uh, in a like golf cart going to, I guess, report post game was whatever those three guys. It was Schilling and the other two that that are always in the booth. Maybe it was Croc Schilling and someone else. And Sh- I made eye contact with Schilling and Oof. I gave him the biggest stink eye on the planet. Mm-hmm. Do you think he noticed? No. But I noticed and I felt proud of myself for, for giving you. him the stink eye. Way to go. Yeah, it's, it's very then, mature. And you threw a sock at him. <laughs> and then I was like, take your bloody sock. I'll give you 75 cents and I'll set it on fire. Uh, good financial choices, chilling. Uh, okay, so ladies, Buffalo Bills hire NFL's first time female <laughs> assistant coach. And the football world just got a little sexist. That was the uh, the headline of the New York Magazine story. Uh, a little less sexist. A little less sexist. Yeah. What did I say? More sexist. Yeah. Football world got a little sexist. <laughs> football got a little more sexy, right, ladies? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buffalo Bills hire uh, new coach on the uh, new uh, newest hire and coaching uh, staff, Catherine Smith. Yay, Catherine Smith! First full time female assistant mm. coach in NFL history. I'm super. Super pumped. And how about the guy that that hired her? Um, of all people. Of all people, Mr. Rex Ryan. Catherine, leave your shoes on. Seriously. <laughs> we don't want to see what Rex does if he sees your feet. He's he's the craziest. <laughs> and I didn't even know that. I knew the other Ryan was his brother, but I didn't know they were twins. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and he yeah. hired him as a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's the probably twins. why Rob decided to look like Dog the Bounty Hunter. They didn't want to look exactly alike. Tough look. Yeah. Tough look. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the twins are coaching, and they hired a lady. So now I'm a Bills fan, I guess, in sure. a way. She's going to be working uh, quality control special teams. I'm not sure what the quality control means. I don't know what it means, but I'm just happy she's there. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't know. Couldn't they have just said special teams? Yeah. <laughs> like, quality control. Her job is to find our next Steve Tasker. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. Got it. You know? Yeah, it's kind of it, it's kind of interesting. I don't exactly know what it is, but I'm just she puts I just little, she puts little stickers inside the jerseys. All right, stop it. <laughs> Who brought Aaron? <laughs> uh, that's not that's very funny though. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, so shout out to, uh, to my ladies at ESPNW and Catherine Smith, who I tried to follow yeah. on Twitter, but I couldn't find her. I'm looking forward to. She might not be. Who knows? I don't but think she's. On I'm it. looking forward to listening to the trifecta. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah, I'm a big Kate Fagan fan. Not all of them really, but Kate's great. Yeah, I met mm-hmm. Al- Alyssa Ronick. We had on the show in the beginning. Uh, maybe I'd say the first 30, 40 episodes. She's a fantastic ESPN uh, writer. And I met her through a friend, and she was like, maybe this was like a year ago. She's like, oh, I'm buddies with Kate Fagan, and I knew Kate Fagan from ESPNW, um, and she lives in Brooklyn, and I was literally doing some podcasts out of my friend's house in Brooklyn. Yeah. And she came over to, like, my friend's apartment, and uh, and she had the book, uh, she had her book coming out, and uh, it was really fun. It was great. So I hope to reconnect with her when I'm and in I, New York. I will say this, too. There's, there's been, a, a, in my opinion, a, a big increase in really good females on the sidelines like yeah. like 10 years ago it was just like oh you're pretty here's a mic i was the worst and and there's still a couple like don't even get me started on i actually made a video um when the whole brit mchenry thing came out because yeah. i'm i do jeremy Shap impressions so i did a no fake way in, yeah i did a fake interview with Brit. it was because i just she's the, the stereotypical i don't care how nice she pretends to be i don't care how that video was edited you don't say that shit to anybody you she, know what i mean she's a nightmare but there are some really good ones like i think uh have you seen uh, her name's kaylee that's, hartung sorry but that's the one in the <clears throat> in the checkout line of the parking thing yeah 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 the parking yeah but there's a really the really good one that I like. Her name is Kaylee Hartung. She does a lot of the college stuff. Okay. But she's a really good sideline reporter. Like she will not just ask the the fluffer questions. She really will ask like knowledgeable. Like she knows her stuff. And if she doesn't get the answer she wants, she will step back in front of the coach. Like, nah, man, you're not going yet. Answer my question. That's awesome. And she's not to mention drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. But she does her job and she's good at it. So yeah, Phil Sims <laughs> drop dead gorgeous. What a what a journal. <laughs> Uh, I love my boy. I love my boy, Phil. Uh, all right. So let's talk about um, – we have a couple mm-hmm. minutes left here. I, I do because every time I see you, I always think um, 76ers. I'm sorry. It's bad. And I think we had a conversation maybe two years ago, maybe even when we went to uh, see the Padres, mm-hmm. uh, which we, we'll, let's definitely do again. That mm-hmm. ballpark is awesome. And we should go – Oh, and Aaron's a, Aaron's a Padres fan. Okay. No, I am not a Padres fan. Oh, no, no. You're I'm a Cards fan, but you're from San Diego. Yeah. I totally apologize. Best baseball i uh i'm down to see a lakers game too if, yes we have to see yeah. a lakers game but just i just have to see that i just i'm gonna see him play before ever yeah just, i mean i've seen him play but he's, but I, he's I'm still down. hurt right i mean well, we, we gotta give a shout out to elena our girl elena oh yeah yeah let's do well let's do that that's in the basketball uh hub oh god uh mm-hmm. all right start 76ers and then we'll do a shout out to elena deladon who's my favorite uh Me too. and yeah. Okay. The whole the whole point is, I think every time I see you, I just I remember having a detailed conversation with you, probably on the ride back from San Diego, about the state of affairs of the Seventy Sixers, and I think I think it was like you know maybe even two years ago now, mm-hmm. and we were saying you were saying, you know, draft picks, t- t- but then it felt like it got. I thought it was supposed to get better last year, and it mm-hmm. didn't. No, Were you giving me like a five-year plan? That's exactly what the GM Sam Hinkie said when they hired him. He goes, give me five years. And when we had that conversation, he had just gotten hired. Oh, okay. So he cleaned house. And granted, a lot of Sixer fans have jumped off the ship. They don't understand what's going on. I'm still completely on board because if you're not L.A. or New York, you have to build a team from within because you're not going to attract a ton of free agents. Yeah. And they've made a couple questionable moves. You know, <clears throat> I think trading Drew Holiday was a good idea because in the long run, I love Drew, but he's going to have too many injuries. They're already piling up on him. And Nerlens Noel is a young kid. He's getting better. Um, drafting Joel Embiid got a lot of criticism, but if you look at last year's draft, it was awful. 
and they were at number three, he was the best option at the time. If you look at the rest of that first round, there weren't a ton of people. They made a mistake with Evan Turner years ago. DeMarcus Cousins is a beast. What are you going to do? Yeah. That happened. 56 points. Oh, my God. He had over uh, 100 over the two games. Yeah. He's just... He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wait, they passed on Demar- they passed they passed on Cousins. The year of Evan Turner, Demarcus went fifth, and the Sixers took Evan Turner at number two. Well, in all fairness, Evan Turner was on fire for he played Ohio State, right? He was, but the reason they didn't take Cousins was because there they were a lot a of guy? questions about his personality, which he which, is a weirdo, which still has yeah. unfolded. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, he's and a beast. At the same time, the Kings aren't good. So yeah. numbers are numbers, but yeah. Um, and there was another. There's a couple questionable moves they made, but overall, like, like oh, people are mad about the Michael Carter Williams trade because he's playing well for the Bucks. But there's a if Brett Brown, I trust. He's a he's a Popovich guy. He's a disciple from his tree. If he says Michael Carter Williams is not our point guard of the future, I'm going to trust him, and they trade him. And in my opinion, I think we have our point guard. It's a guy named Ish Smith. He's a journeyman. He's played for six or seven teams. They had him last year. They let him go to New Orleans. They got him back two months ago for two second-round picks, and they've won seven games now with him. Like last night, for example, 20 points, nine assists, five boards, one turnover with nobody to pass the ball to. The kid is legit, and I think he's a legitimate starting NBA point guard, and they got him off the scrap heap. And so right now, it's just like, is this the third season of winning like a handful of games? But they weren't the worst team in the league the last two years. Everyone wants to, to crap on the Sixers. There's been worse teams the previous two years, but the Sixers are so obvious about the rebuilding process, everyone wants to jump on them. The NBA got mad. NBA got furious. That's why Jerry Colangelo got brought in. Because the NBA, the teams were coming to the league saying, look, when we play the Sixers, we're not selling tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I get it. So they brought in Colangelo as some damage control. He's kind of monitoring Sam Hinkie, that kind of deal. Wait, so for people that don't know these names, just explain who they are. Sam Hinkie is the GM of the Sixers, former GM of the Rockets. Um, he's very Moneyball style. Yeah. And Jerry Colangelo is a legendary basketball operations general yeah. manager guy. So he's kind of coming in as a consultant. But I'm still on board. I think we have Darko Sarek coming over from Europe next year. He's yeah. definitely coming over. Yeah, so who do you have? Who do you have right now? Well, we well, got, you've got the Jalil Duke. Okafor, yeah. who's arguably... Uh, Put down as, the guns and stop swinging. Yep. He'll be fine. He'll be they, fine. They brought in Elton Brand as a as a little grandpa for him, yeah. which is great. But he's got better post moves than almost anyone in the league at 20 years old. He's so fun to watch. Yeah. I don't even like Duke, but I loved him. Well, I love watching him play. He's got to get better at defense, which I yeah. think he will. Better but he's rebounds. like 12. Yeah. Exactly. Nerlens Noel, 21 years old. Um, he's also he's, he's raw, yes. Yeah. He's raw, but he's getting better. Yeah. Um, we have Ish Smith. We have a guy named Robert Covington, who I think on a good team is the second or third guy off the bench who could just hit threes. Yeah. Uh, other than that, <laughs> so God, you really got rid of you got rid of a whole bunch. There's not much on that team. We we and traded so for do you, you, know. you. And so hmm. coming up in the draft, you just like you're just going to keep trying to draft these one or two picks. This draft is going to be very interesting. The Sixers are on pace to have four first round picks, wow. possibly five, because we have our pick. Yeah. Sixers have the Lakers' first-round pick, but it's top three protected. That's why we're praying for the Lakers to start winning some games. If they finish with the fourth-worst record or better, Sixers get that pick. Mm. If they finish with one of the three-worst records, right now they're the second-worst record, they keep it. So deep down, the Lakers organization wants to lose. They won't admit it, but they don't want to finish with a bad record and not have a pick. Right. That's going to make them look stupid. Who did they give up for that pick? It, it's all stemming from the Bynum bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like years in the making. Yeah. And the Sixers also have the Miami Heat first round pick, the 
Oklahoma City Thunder first round pick, and they made a deal with Sacramento. They made Vladi Divac look really stupid. They traded for Nick Stauskas, who was a first rounder last year. He's not very good. He can't play. But they also not only did they get him for nothing, they traded some Euro stash players. They made a deal with, with Vladi Divac to where this year or next year, the Sixers can choose to swap first round picks. Wow. Just now it's not gonna happen this year because the Sixers are way worse. Yeah. But you never know what'll happen next year. Yeah. All right. So, so you're still confident in the in the seventy sixers moving forward. Absolutely. Not to mention our cap space is so full we can sign two max deals if we want to. Possibly close to three. Mm. Kevin so, Durant. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. That yeah. was mean, spirited. I just don't see Durant <laughs> going to the city. No, he's not gonna. He loves Oklahoma City. I, and I don't know who... I hope he stays, but uh, another rumor is the Knicks, which I would be a dream. If I had Durant on my Knicks. It'd be we, have, we have the unicorn. We've got Durant and, oh. and Mello. Oh. I, I'm, I'm Back shocked in action. at how good Porzingis is. So exciting. That's one of my all-time favorite things in sports is the NBA draft. Me too. When not... Not just the draft, because I'm like, nah. But when they get a foreign player and they're like, the next pick, you know, for whatever team it is. Let's say say the New York Knicks. And everyone goes, who the fuck is that? (laughs) I was praying. It is my favorite. Every single, like, you know, Brooklyn, like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, just screaming out. And this guy is so good, it's ridiculous. Well, the Sixers almost took him. The rumor was we were going to take him at three, and then the Knicks had the fourth pick. And I was like, look, we already got Embiid, and Lord knows if he's ever going to play. I don't want this European guy that weighs 112 pounds, and he's seven feet tall. And granted, we got Okafor, so I'm happy. Knicks are happy, so I think it worked out. But Dude, poor thing. I don't know if you saw that play last night. Westbrook goes in for Westbrook goes in for a layup and uh Porzingis takes his hand out. Not only blacks, it just takes it. Yeah. He literally just took it off Westbrook's hand and started the fast break. He I was like it. that and he's so well spoken and adorable. And he's he's putting muscle on too, which a lot of people yeah. didn't know. He's he gotta could. start drinking the ensure around the clock. Yeah, gotta keep that calcium up. Uh, yeah, so he, it'll be interesting. But this that's draft, good because I wanted to ask you about the 76ers. This upcoming NBA draft is going to be – it's not going to be the best talent-wise, yeah. but it's going to be very exciting to see where the moving pieces happen because it's a one-player draft. Everyone wants Ben Simmons. Yeah. So whoever wins that draft lottery, more have, so than most years, it knows who they're taking. I have yet to see him play. I've just heard, you know, every time you log on to anything, it's Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. Jeez. But Trish's, uh, Trish's uncle uh, is the assistant coach at LSU. He used to he – used to, Coach with Chuck Daly at, in Detroit. What? And now he's coaching Ben Simmons. Damn. Yeah. Well, not for long. Not for long. <laughs> I mean, one, he's, one and done. He's That's the real why deal. with these first round draft picks, you know, they're one and done. So it's going to take years anyway for them just to even get any basketball in them. Yeah. He's so legit, though. I mean, it, I'm, I just oof. need to make a point of just watching him play. I'm praying for the first pick. Um, he's a game changer. He is a game changer. Well, I mean, so I've heard. Uh, Elena Della Dunn, uh, one of my favorite all-time, uh, well, she's just a couple years into the league, WNBA player, Chicago Sky. I would go out of my way to watch University of Delaware games to she's watch her play. Best in the world. You know, she. I don't know if you know her backstory, but she got recruited for UConn and then uh, bailed. And it was just, she said, it just, and she played volleyball for two years at Delaware and then started playing basketball. Wait, <laughs> it was what? just pressure, being away from home, number one team. Can you imagine? I mean, UConn, it's getting stupid. You, I, I, we need someone else to beat UConn, and I'm a UConn Wait, fan. I'm confused. She got, she got, she went to UConn on a scholarship. Elena she Deladon. started there. 
Yeah, but never played. For basketball. For basketball, because she was like number one or two in high school coming out. She's from Delaware. Okay. Bales goes to University of Delaware. Now, she can't play because that first year because of the, you know. Transfer rule. Transfer rule. Plays volleyball. Just like becomes probably an All-American at volleyball for a couple years. Then then starts playing basketball. She just, she said it was her whole life. She was under so much pressure. She wasn't having fun. And she just, and then takes Delaware just basically on her shoulders into... You know, I think they made it to the Sweet 16 At least. Her, her senior year. Yeah. And it was a shame, too, because I watched a lot of Delaware games, and I sat down with my dad, and I was like, because we go crazy over March Madness, and I was like, you have to watch this woman play. Because they've watched so much women's basketball, because I played, and then they don't watch a lot of women's basketball in March Madness. I'm like, you got to start watching more. And dad was like, all in. I mean, you watch her play once, and she's mesmer- mesmerizing. It's just that, like, she just had almost, you know pass to herself like she didn't have a team around her she but makes, i was like yeah. she makes everyone look like the washington general yeah, i know i was like oh god these delaware kids are legitimately fairly good basketball players but i just kept saying oh my god she's gonna be so psyched to graduate and get into a wnba team where she doesn't have to do everything yeah you know it was like lebron in high school you ever watch yeah. those highlights no, it, no it's lebron and four dudes going whoa <laughs> it's so funny um, I just saw this on Instagram, and of course, I just love it because uh, she. I just as a joke sent it to Johnny because she uh, she had posted her latest uh, project where she's like building her own um, doggy bed. It's all these like carpentry tools out. I was like, oh, maybe she's gay. <laughs> I say in the finished product. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. It was just, uh, it's just a little <laughs> shout out to my girl, Elena Deladon. Maybe, maybe you're, uh, you've got your, your carpentry skills lead you right into a gay bar and I might be waiting. Or, ah, maybe not. Or if you're not, I'm six feet <laughs> tall. What is she, six five? Oh, yeah. I don't know how tall she is. I think is. she's six five. She's taller she's than so, Carol. She's really fun to watch and she seems like she's a great, like, awesome personality. Yeah. And, and just know. like a super cool family. Good ambassador for the game. Yes. Time for some uh, iTunes shout-outs. Go on iTunes and leave Sports Without Balls on iTunes a five-star review, and I will read them on air. How fun is that? We haven't done that in a couple weeks because I've completely dropped the ball, but I'm picking it up. Um, Mia Curtsy. Maybe that's your real name. That's a fun name. December 11th, uh, leaving us a review. First discovered this podcast while listening to Garbage Time. It's a must-listen for female sports fans. Love this pod- podcast. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, Mia. Uh, Slap Maxwell. That's the greatest name ever. Aaron is the best. Thank you. Show is amazing. I feel honored to have participated in any way, shape, or form. I'm not sure what, and I hope Carol gets her act together. I don't know who Slap Maxwell is, but you probably have emailed me stuff, so thank you. And uh, Foodie, Foodie for Life. Overall, I really enjoy this podcast. It definitely approaches sports in a unique way, and there isn't any other podcast out there like it. That's fun. Aaron is consistently hilarious, and guests have been great. Thank you. Yeah. Foodie for life. Slap Maxwell. Mia Curtsy. That's awesome. Go on iTunes, leave us a review, and, and I'll read it. And can I just say this? If you have a chance to see Aaron do the art of stand-up comedy, you need to. Thank you. I'm serious. Like, I'm, I, like I said, I was a huge fan before we became buddies, and now – like you're one of my favorite friendships because I learned by like I learned so much by watching you do stand up and then like we bullshit about life and sports and it's like a perfect thing. It's you know? the greatest. Thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. I'm blushing. Uh, feel good moment of the week. Yay! Life is hard. There's a bunch of bullshit everywhere, so we have a feel good moment of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the story. Florida basketball cop brings Shaquille O'Neal as backup in game with local kids. <laughs> This dude, let me just tell you real quick, this guy, police officer, Gainesville, Florida, which I can imagine is a tough place to police, white cop, 
uh, hears a noise complaint, uh, goes en route to a noise complaint in a impoverished neighborhood in Gainesville, uh, finds a bunch of kids playing basketball. Uh, does he take out his gun and start shooting? No, he does the right thing as a normal person uh, and starts playing basketball with these kids. Uh, has a great time. Uh, I don't know how he connected with Shaq. I think maybe even Shaq saw the story. Shaq saw the um, the police video. Okay. I, I guess it went online and Shaq actually you – know, a lot of people might not know – Shaq trained to be a reserve cop in right? Miami and yeah. in Los Angeles. He loves law enforcement, and he oh, he said he wants to be a cop someday. Like yeah, a, a he always one. wanted to be, say he wanted to be a sheriff. I yeah. remember that. I want to be a sheriff someday. I want to be a sheriff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he sees – oh, that's right. Okay, the Lakers star had seen a viral video of White shooting hoops with the kids, um, contacts them, comes over, uh, surprises these kids, gives them 100 bucks each if they make these foul shots. Uh, and then talks to the kids after about just like getting out of, you know, he's like, I, I lived in a poor community. You can do anything. Of course, people aren't built like Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. uh, but inspiring, like get out, you know, you can do work hard, get out of, you know, uh, you know, whatever, just, just to, just to get out of these situations, um, and do the right thing and, and be good kids. And it was so sweet. Mm-hmm. I love what what he said most. My favorite thing was he goes, be a leader, not a follower. He said it like three times to him. That's awesome. He's like, study, do it in school, be a leader, not a follower. That's how you're going to get up out of here. He's like, I was here. I got out of here. So can you. So awesome. It's pretty great. And I like how Shaq's putting on that dad weight. He is putting on that dad weight. You know, him and Chuck Wagon hanging out, him and Barkley. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so congrats. Bobby White, police officer Bobby White, you're awesome. Shaquille O'Neal, you're awesome. So thank you for the feel-good moment of the week. And that is our show. Yay. And please tell us where you're going to be and tell us about your blood drive. Okay. Uh, on Twitter at Jay Quasto. It's J-Q-U-A-S-T-O or JLoComedy.com. But most importantly, um, so all, all Things Comedy actually is, is sponsoring a blood drive. That So Steve Simone and I, many of you may listen to Steve's show, Good Times on, on All Things Comedy. Um, we did a blood drive together back in September. It was a two-day blood drive, and it was it was amazing. And we filled every appointment at Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, saved a lot of people, and really helped them out. So we're doing another one, Saturday, February 13th. It's a one-day blood drive. And we're basically trying to get the entire community together because as big as Los Angeles is, the hospital's always short of blood because we live in a city where everyone's so consumed with themselves, and yeah. they don't think about it. So we're trying to spread the word around that, hey – Give blood, save a life because you really – like we've affected so many families directly by doing these blood drives, by getting to know them. And uh, and, and Bill Burr was, was nice enough to mention this GoFundMe account on his podcast. And because of the money that was raised, we've directly affected three different families that all have kids going through cancer treatment. We've helped them out financially and really – taken them from dire situations to like more manageable situations all because Bill's an amazing human being and he mentioned it Steve and I are doing the best we can to spread the word around the comedy community and all things comedy is nice enough to help us out with it too so it's Saturday February 13th all you have to do is hit me up on social media at Jay Quasto or if you know Steve Simone hit him up or hit you up um, 323-361-2441 is the number to call that's 323 323- Three six one two four four one. If you know anyone in LA or you live near LA, please come out. It's an amazing day. You meet amazing people. Where is it? Uh, it's at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles on Sunset Boulevard. Ah, nice. That's um, fantastic. There's yeah. a banner on allthingscomedy.com as Sweet. well. Sweet. Click on that and make an appointment. 
Oh, I have there. one comedy thing. If you're going, if you're in Arizona, I'll be at the Stand Up Scottsdale uh, February fourth, fifth, and sixth, and then driving back in the wee hours on Super Bowl Sunday. Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, come see me, do jokes or something. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll link to uh, the the blood drive, and we'll link to your website so people can not only yes. see you are a fantastic comedian in your own right. You uh, do all these fantastic blood drives. You're a healer. You're awesome. Do my best. No, that's so exciting. I'll be there. I'd love it. Are you in town? Yeah, I'm in town and I'll be there. Please come. Yes. It'd be great to hang out. I'm going to write it down and I'll 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 bring some people. Oh, yes. We'll give the blood. Give the blood. Uh, AaronKFoley.com. I'm going to put some tour dates up. Uh, I'll be in L.A. for a bit. Then I'm going to be in San Francisco and then Kirkland, Washington. And then I just start the rounds. Uh, also, um, at Aaron Foley Comic, you can tweet at me. And sportswithoutballsshow.com uh, is every single episode. I'm behind on a couple of them, but don't panic. Uh, I'll get the rest up. Thank you to All Things Comedy. Thank you, Aaron. No cards. <laughs> Nailing it. Johnny, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for being a fantastic set of balls on the show. You got it. <laughs> Sports Without Balls fans, have the best day of your life.